Hi, welcome to Papaholics, the podcast where a father and a daughter discuss pop culture. I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. And we are going to be talking about um, some big developments in music. Uh, Kate, what happened this week? Uh, this week or late last week, Taylor Swift dropped Folklore. Um, and yeah, so what do, you, what do you think? What do you think? Did you listen to the whole thing? I did listen to it. It struck me as a very, uh, it is like folk music. It's very subdued, a lot of piano. Um, you know, if you uh, think of uh, typical Taylor Swift stuff from, you know, a few records ago, Kate's making a face. Uh, she's going to object. Uh, it feels very, um, it feels very low key to me. Okay. And also melancholy. It felt like there were well, a lot of stuff about <laughs> breakups. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I made that face is you have to remember Taylor Swift started as a country artist. So if you go way back, uh, right at the start, I feel like she has the sound is a little bit more like that where she came from. Um, she's really good at jumping genres. Um, so that, that wasn't surprising to me. It does feel sad, but, the, but also <laughs> we're still in this pandemic. Uh, you know, we're all, I'm sure going through stuff emotionally, individually with our families, with our, you know, circle. Uh, so <laughs> it seems timely. Um, but I also have read that the songs are mostly fiction. Like, they're not inspired any, by anyone. Because, you know, there's been a lot of speculation uh, on the internet. Of course. Uh, of course, about uh, Betty. Yeah. Okay. And, it, you know, people saying, did Taylor Swift just come out? So, okay. <laughs> so, first off, I want to say, it's not my business if she is or if she isn't. Um, there's been, this has been a thing for years, but then again, if she's still with the guy that she is with, um, who I can't remember the name of, Joe, Joe Alwyn, right? Okay, so this is the first guy she hasn't really, like, talked about, she hasn't really, like, come out and said, um, or, like, written songs about him, directly said that she's written songs about him, whereas, you know... We know that she's written songs about Joe Jonas and John Mayer and like all of these guys that she's dated in the past. So, because people like to jump to conclusions, everyone's like, oh my God, she's gay, she's bisexual, this is it, this is her moment. And I, I don't know if I think that it's that deep. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of felt like uh, she's doing like, you know, like the fictional thing, the fictional uh, stories, you know, uh, in lyrics with uh, her real emotions in there. Okay. Yeah. So what's your what's your favorite song on the? My favorite. I have to pull it up. I really liked the one that um, featured. I never say it right. Boniver, Boniver, um, Exile is the title of the song. That one felt the most like a departure for her because she's collaborated with people before. Um, but this one, I, I really liked the tone of it. And then also, the song directly after that, My Tears Ricochet, um, mm. I really liked. That one, that one I think the most felt like her really speaking about the whole 
drama with Scooter Braun and Big Machine Records, Scott Borchetta, her masters, like all of that stuff. And so, and so if you don't know what we're talking about, um, there was an issue about the ownership of Taylor's masters, which uh, they claimed um, they owned them and she didn't. And so it was a big mess. It was a big mess. And I don't know if we'll ever really like know what truly happened because she's also good at selling a narrative that benefits her. Not that nobody else is great at this. We all do it. Um, but it feels like she's really good at, I don't want to say manipulation, but that's, that's what it comes down to. She's really good at playing the game. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite song was Cardigan. Uh, you know, um, just a really nice uh, song. And I will say that all the tracks I listened to, I, I could really see like, like somebody sitting around a campfire playing them. Because okay. they, <laughs> they, they, you know, whereas you think of like the big pop things that she's done. You know. you know, you're not going to sit around the campfire and do uh, Shake It Off. Or, what, is that what is it called? It's not Shake It Off. Is it Shake It Off? Haters going to hate. Now we, have to, now we have to go back on, I'm going back to my Spotify. If it's not clear, I do enjoy some Taylor Swift songs, but she's not, I like to say a ride or die. She's not a ride or die for me. Um, so hold on, let's go back. Let's look. Let's see. Let's see what you're talk what we're trying to talk about. Yeah, okay. It was called Shake It Off. Shake Got It Off, it. yeah. I uh, mean, you know, it's a fun, like, you could sit around the campfire and do that if you want. <laughs> if you want. If you want. <laughs> They're good guitars. So, Kate, I understand um, there was some controversy about the, the look of this? Yeah. So, okay. I haven't done a ton of research, but again, the internet went crazy. So, we're like, you know, we're getting the hot gossip. Um... So all of her merch and stuff came out. She was sending celebrities um, the cardigan uh, that had the branding on it. And so apparently a um, black woman designer noticed that the merchandising and the typeface or whatever, the design um, of folklore is very, very similar to designs that she has made um, and put up for sale on the internet. So, of course, she called it out, as she should, because we don't like to see people being stolen from without, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. Um, and so then they, Taylor Swift's uh, team changed the design, which is great. Uh, and then I guess Taylor, like, tweeted her um, and said that she was happy to make a donation to some place. Like, basically, like, oop. Saying like, oh my bad, but like, here's some money, go away, is what my, that's what it felt like to me. That was probably not the intention, but that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> well, I personally would have taken that as they, she changed the design. Maybe you know, they hadn't realized or she wasn't aware. Okay, uh, that it looked like this other person's designs. Yeah. And then she felt genuinely bad. And that's, and that's good. That's yeah. how she should feel. Yeah. I find it very hard, though. If you're Taylor Swift, you make that amount of money that you don't... Like, there's got to be some oversight. You can't just be like, okay, you guys, like, come up with, you know, the branding, whatever. Like, she has final say, probably, I would think. So, you can't... 
you're not going to like research and have your team make sure that it's a completely original design or you're thinking because you're Taylor Swift, you can get away with it until you get called out. Like that's sketchy. And so obviously Kate <laughs> has some issues about Taylor Swift. So well, uh, it's, not just, it's not just her. Like it is an issue. There right. have been tons of uh, people over, especially over the past couple of years, thanks to all those young ones on the internet that like to, you know, look at this stuff and be like, uh, wait a second, like, here's, here's where this design came from, and I hope that person got credit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, as they should. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> so the, already there's controversy. People are talking. People are talking, and, you know, Taylor's just going to shake them off. She's just going to shake, shake them off. off. <laughs> This is the this is what we're going for. This is our aesthetic. People go, people go, did you hear that podcast recorded in a trash can? How did they get in there? How'd they get in there? <laughs> so in addition to Taylor Swift, there was somebody else that uh, released some new music, right? Yeah. Alanis Morissette apparently um, a couple days ago, July 31st, released a new album called Such Pretty Forks in the Road. I haven't made my whole way through it. Um, just because I just found out about it yesterday, like while I was leaving work. Um, one of my friends texted me. <laughs> He's a real one. He knows. This is important. Um, and so as far as I can tell, again, I haven't looked into it a lot, but uh, the first couple of songs, it really feels like uh, she, it feels like she's going in a different direction than Taylor. Um, I think during the quarantine and whatever Taylor Swift was in her own imagination and you know coping that way um, writing songs that way but the first couple of songs on Alanis's new album um, it really felt like a much more direct conversation about the pandemic and all of us feeling you know isolated and um disconnected and especially with all of the protests and all just everything it's uh, the the dumpster fire situation that we're in um it felt like Alanis is much more willing to speak about that and then also it seems like she's um going in a direction of talking more about her personal mental health which I haven't really been paying attention to Alanis, so, We're <laughs> so sorry, I don't really Alanis, know what's going on, you know, I think she's okay, I hope she's okay, um, well, this, this is Alanis Morissette who, who, uh, you know, had, uh, a song inspired by, um, a breakup, um, yeah, and of course, I can't think of the title of it at the moment, you ought to know, you ought to know, I ought to know, yeah, <laughs> And uh, dropped hints about who that who that person was, and supposedly um, uh, one of the guys from Full House yeah, uh, she was involved with uh, for a while. And uh, <laughs> isn't it ironic? Um, so yeah, I haven't really been paying attention, and I haven't heard the new album. So I will go back and give it a listen. Yeah, and then we can talk about it later. Yeah, but it's just exciting that there's new music from from Alanis. So. <laughs> So um, one of the things I want to mention, uh, a couple of things actually, uh, we're, and uh, we're going to talk about 
Beyonce. We love we love uh, Queen Bey. On, Queen on this. B. Queen, Queen B. B. I always mess Queen up with Bay. Beyonce. Anyway, <laughs> I want to mention in a totally different direction, um, the Umbrella Academy premiered its second season on Netflix on July 31st. And if you haven't seen the show, um, the premise is that the, it's based on a comic book. The premise is that these uh, babies were born uh, with powers and they were all adopted by this rich guy and trained, and he gave them he gave them numbers: number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. And so, like number five, uh, can time travel? Okay. So he gave them numbers, but like, do they have names? They do have names okay, too. Okay, because that's super concerning. Okay, like, he numbered them. <laughs> and uh, uh, the the name actor in this is Ellen Page, who is uh, number seven, Vanya. Okay. Um, and the first season, uh, uh, it was about you know they they all have kind of, they have issues because of their this dad yeah adopted dad Sounds and like then it. <laughs> their relationship with each other so they're always like f- sort of fighting with each other like it's super powered super dysfunctional you know yeah uh, and the first season uh, started really strong was great dipped in the middle a little, b- little bit when it got into a lot of the sibling uh, argument stuff. And then, uh, you know, ended with the apocalypse at the end, um, which was strong. And so in this one, they have time traveled, and they're in the 1960s in Dallas, right before JFK's assassination. So, so um, Diego, one of the guys, is trying to prevent the assassination. the assassination. Okay, good. And then number five, who's my favorite character, he's trying to gather all the siblings together because... He has seen a future where um, the Soviets have invaded the United States and uh, the, nuke, the nukes have been launched, okay? Yikes. And uh, meanwhile, uh, number seven, Vanya, doesn't remember who she is, okay? <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff going layer on. Layer upon layer. Yeah, and I will say this is, um, I love the 60s vibe to this particular season mm-hmm. and um, the music is great and they did a great uh thing where diego was locked in this uh insane asylum because of course nobody believed he was he had traveled through time okay right and so he was trying to get out of a straitjacket by moving his shoulders around and actually dislocating one of his shoulders (laughs) and the music that was playing Uh was um crazy uh not the patsy klein one the other one the one by um, the new one, the yeah, yeah. I want to say CeeLo, CeeLo. right? Yeah. Uh, but it was it was sung by it was like an a like I think like an acoustic guitar or piano, and like this woman was singing it. So okay. it was a very very modern huh. version. It was really cool. So uh, that's the Umbrella Academy on uh, Netflix. It gets the Steve Hall uh, stamp of approval. <laughs> um, I've seen uh, two of the episodes of the second season right now, and talk to friends who've seen more and they say it's uh, continuing strong so check it out cool but yes now we want to talk about queen queen b um so she again a couple days ago just dropped black is king um which i would say uh stylistically it's very much inspired by the old Michael Jackson videos, you know, that were just like, it was this huge cinematic thing, right? But it was a music video. 
but Black is King is like full feature length. It's like an hour and a half long. Um, and it, as far as I can tell, is uh, it's a celebration of black life and black tradition and spirituality, which is great, done in a very Beyonce way. Um, and so I love it. I don't know. I don't know if my boys were that into it, but they were, you know, like playing on their the phone and <laughs> all that. And meanwhile, I was on the couch going, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing, this is beautiful. <laughs> so, so what did you like the most about it? Oh my gosh, the, I just, I just, Beyonce does everything so well. Like the choreography and the costumes and the lighting, and just like, there were parts, because um, she was involved in the Lion King remake, right? So there were parts of the like Lion King um, script kind of sprinkled throughout, and like voiceover or whatever, and then there also was like, kind of tied, it, tied into the story, or at least the story that I picked up on, which was, you know, um, a little boy, uh, kind of having to, he wasn't really, well, I don't know. It tied in a lot of like kind of the traditional Lion King story, which is also very biblical. Um, but then tying in with, uh, you know, African religions, which unfortunately I don't know anything about because it wasn't taught to me. I'm going to look it up. Um, so you just, if you have Disney plus, if you don't have Disney plus, you should probably just buy it. Cause I think it's going to be, I think it's worth it to be able to see something like this and then also have access to all the other, you know, Disney um, classics. And I think you could still watch Hamilton, right? Yeah, you can still watch Hamilton. I have to say, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you might get mad. I've never actually seen Hamilton in real life. I didn't see it when it was um, on stage, but I listened to the soundtrack. Love the soundtrack. Soundtrack's great. Uh, so then finally when Hamilton drops on Disney Plus, I'm like, okay, yes, this is going to be amazing. It was good. I think I, I just, you know, if I was able to see it in the theater, I would have been much more into it. It's still cool to see all the actors doing their thing. Um, but for some reason, I, something got lost in translation for me. Um, and I heard that same sort of thing last night from somebody, from one of our friends. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, cool. and I, I have not, I didn't see it on, on Disney Plus. I did get, had the chance to see it in Chicago. It was an amazing experience, um, just wonderful. Um, my thing with Hamilton is I love all the music mm -hmm. and everything up until um, Jefferson comes back from Paris with the what I miss, what I miss I kind of number. I know I like that okay. one, but then beyond that, uh, I think because of all the stuff that happens, yeah. you know, the adultery, you know, the duel. Yeah, the adultery is hard to. That's yeah, hard to say. I have a hard time. Like so, like, <laughs> I, like of the two discs, Hamilton thing. I always listen to the first disc, okay. right? <laughs> I mean, you know, not like nobody's perfect. People I'm not gonna miss their... my shot. <laughs> Immigrants, we get the job done. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, I just like, I don't know. I liked seeing all of the actors doing their thing, like Lynn, Lynn Manuel Miranda and Davi Diggs and 
I can't remember his name. Uh, you know that guy. He's really good. The that guy, one. The, um, the one that played uh, Burr, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I want to say, it's not Leslie, is it? I have, what, I have my phone's right in front of me. Let's it, Google I it. I want to say Lam, Lamar something, but that's not right it's, either. We're going to, well, hold on. <laughs> Let me and just pull while up. She's, while she's looking uh, on um, the mini computer thing that is actually a phone, um, I want to mention if you have not seen Hamilton, but you want to kind of get the sense of the plot and the music, um, Weird Al Yankovic has done a wonderful eight-minute version no. that Lynn Ma- Lynn Manuel Miranda thinks is is great. So there you go. I just it's on Spotify. <laughs> just listen to the original recording. Not or, that there's anything wrong with Weird Al, but like, come on. Or you can or you can watch Weird the Weird Al version on YouTube. Um, the the actress. Okay, are you ready? I looked it up. I used my tiny supercomputer, also known as the iPhone. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. is who Aaron Burr is and stuff. And uh, that production, those are all the original actors, right? Um, and just an amazing, amazing production. So um, you should watch it on Disney Plus and uh, see what you think. So I, I want to talk about another streaming service right now, which is Hulu, okay? Um, and the reason I want to talk about this, Hulu. You have to, you, yeah, you do have to say it, you have to say it like that every time. Hulu. For the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because uh, there's a wonderful movie on Hulu uh, called Palm Springs, uh, which uh, is wonderful. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. And you can see it, like do, do a free trial of Hulu. Um, but <laughs> the problem is the sign-up is just like this you want to like lot. tear your fingernails <laughs> out. You know, it's just insane. But let's say that you do go through Hulu, the sign-up for the free trial, um, and this movie, Palm Springs. And it's just uh, great. It's Andy Samberg uh, and Kristen Milati play these uh, two guests at a wedding, um, and they're stuck in a time loop. So it's Mm -hmm. the same day over and over. So it's sort of like Groundhog in that way, but then it's very, very different. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yeah. But then it's very, very different in terms of um, Andy Samberg has just kind of given up and he's just trying to, you know, he's like drinking heavily and just, <laughs> right? I probably, I probably would too, let's be honest. And then <laughs> Kristen Malati is trying to figure out a way, you know, a way to get out of the loop. Yeah. And um, it is funny. It is just, there's so many great um, lines in it. And the wonderful, I am using wonderful too much, but J.K. Simmons um, who's one of our best actors, is in it. And uh, it, he's just great. I, you know, I was thinking the other day, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen crappy things that J.K. Simmons, but, but he's great. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, Palm Springs on Hulu. Um, and then you had something else you wanted to talk about, I think. Did I? Where are your notes? <laughs> We talked about, yeah, you talked about Palm that. Springs. Um, I, I will say, I did have Hulu for a while, but then, this is like not, it's not Hulu's fault, but it also kind of is. So we had it, uh, had it on my phone, and then our Blu-ray player, whatever that is, you have the app, right? So then, they like update their app or do, I don't know, I don't know what went down, but then Hulu wasn't working on my TV. So then, 
if I can't watch it on the big screen, I do use my phone to watch TV sometimes, but like that's that's what the TV is for. So so that I ended up canceling Hulu. And I still get the emails because I haven't unsubscribed to the mailing list, but yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well we're still on the uh, free trial. And so um, I started watching both because of um, sort of a, a recommendation from Kate's husband, as well as my own love of Elmore Leonard, uh, I started watching Justified, uh, which all six seasons uh, are on uh, Hulu. And if you're not familiar with this, it's based on um, a short story by Elmore Leonard um, in which this deputy U.S. Marshal who uh, does something sort of nutty in Miami and he gets sent back to uh, Harlan, Kentucky, where he's from. And uh, there's all kinds, there's white supremacists, there's all kinds of stuff happening back there. And um, uh, Timothy Oliphant uh, plays uh, uh, Raylan, the uh, main character, and he's, he's like a cowboy kind of guy with yeah. the hat and everything. And then, you know, he can draw. And, you know, I mean, it's modern can times. Draw, draw like with a pencil or uh, draw like? With a gun. Draw. With a gun. Okay. <laughs> He says something like, uh, you know, somebody's got about like aiming a shotgun at him. And he says, um, I just want to tell you, I never pull this unless I shoot to kill. You know? Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's great. And uh, I was already a, a fan of Tim Oliphant uh, from um, the Santa Clarita Diet, where he yeah. plays Drew Barrymore's husband. Um, and she's a living zombie. It's a great, uh, weird show. Um, that just kind of abruptly ends, didn't get, you know, renewed after I think the second or third season. Um, yeah, so that is uh, Justified on mm -hmm. Hulu. On uh, we hope you enjoy the show, and uh, we're going to try to have an, an episode um, every week. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't even put it out there in the universe. Like, I know this is like, let's keep ourselves accountable, right. but also at the same time, realistically, like, there's other shit going on, so... And we're gonna we do our best. Do our best, and we have you to know to get an episode out each week. But realistically, like, just you know, just let yourself be surprised when a new one shows up. We have jobs and families. Kate has a <laughs> a young child, so yes, we, we will uh, try to be as regular as we can, shall we say? <laughs> so anyway, I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. This is Papa Hollis. Go out and enjoy pop culture. Thank you. <laughs> check out the things that we talked about on today's show you can find spotify playlists and other links on instagram at popaholics p-o-p-a-h-a-l-l-i-c-s enjoy